When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello. I seem to be washed up on an island entirely populated with things and people that I hate and that you hate, because that's the important bit. This is Compact Dicks, and this is where you choose who and what is a dick and what goes on your own personal island hellscape. I am Dan, and uh, James is not here this week, but I will do my best to navigate through the choppy waters of dicks and... um, read out the dicks you sent in if you're listening to this and you want to get involved in fact if you've ever listened to desert island dicks or compact dicks and you thought i want to get stuck in i want to tell them what i hate well you can you can get in touch at dickspod.com slash contact or at instagram and twitter at dickspod so please go ahead and uh, tell us who and what you hate Before I get started, I need to tell you more about our live shows. We've got two live shows booked. They're in Soho in London on the 1st and 2nd of December. We've got Fern Brady booked for the 1st of December, and she is going to be brilliant. And you know who else is going to be brilliant? Stephen K. Amos, who's booked on the 2nd of December. So that's two brilliant comedians who are going to be brilliant and funny because that's the nature of a brilliant comedian and they're going to tell us about their desert island dicks so get your tickets now there's a link in the um description to this podcast and also on our twitter and instagram at dicks pod you can find the link to buy tickets there so what you got to do go and buy some tickets and then we can meet in real life and you can tell me your dicks in real life um I think 1st and 2nd of December is totally appropriate to start planning going out for Christmas drinks and things like that. So why not make it a good excuse to start your festive celebrations early and um, come to Desert Island Dicks live at 21 Soho on the 1st and 2nd of December. So that's Fern Brady on the 1st, Stephen K. Amos on the 2nd. I very much can't wait. So uh, yeah, tickets are going fast, so get them now. Right. I didn't come here to just promote live shows. I came here to read out your dicks. Now, this one comes from Twitter at DicksPod. This is from Rick, and he says, Being stuck with Piers Morgan eating an apple strudel with a warm can of Carlsberg, listening to Mood by 24K Golden on repeat with white chicks on the big screen whilst chilling with a thousand midges. Okay, right, there's a lot there, so let's unpack this. It sounds very good. Okay, so Piers Morgan, I mean, obviously, I mean, he's a he's a perennial choice, isn't he? Everybody feels like that about Piers. I mean, there are probably people who think he's a total legend, you know, just like, what's wrong with someone who's like tells it like it is, you know, free speech. But uh, let's be honest, he's a fucking dick. Um, eating an apple strudel. Apple strudel... I can't really remember what it is, but isn't it just like pastry and apple filling? I find it hard to be 
cross about those but i mean i don't know maybe i've got it wrong maybe you hate apples i like apples but hey this isn't my dick selection it's your dick selection so that's fair enough maybe it's just the idea of eating an apple strudel on a desert island because you know there'll be sand everywhere i don't know a warm can of carlsberg of course we can all agree that sounds disgusting i mean it's kind of weak lager and it's warm so that's not good listening to mood by 24k golden on repeat i had to look this up and now i have i'm angry at myself for having looked it up because my algorithm is potentially fucked and i don't want this kind of music to be pushed at me because it's it's not good i it's very if you haven't listened to it it's very sort of vocodery kind of you know like hip-hoppy sort of r&b stuff and i can't believe that that auto-tune vocoder kind of business is still being done for this like stop doing it it's 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 too much just it don't need it anymore it's bad um white chicks on the big screen i haven't seen white chicks but that's because without seeing it i can tell it's a bloody awful film so that's why i haven't seen it and um a thousand midges yeah you know we always say the island is overrun by the biggest dick of all the animals so not just a thousand midges i mean it's probably going to be even more i've had this week my cat was he was going around he's just pulling huge chunks of fur out the other day and i thought oh, fucking hell i better call the vet turns out he had fleas and i thought well that's fine we've given his flea treatment i've only bloody fat seen three fleas in the last week so i've had to deal with that kind of thing so that makes me think of midges now every time i think of like small bitey things i start getting itchy so oh, i mean that's just an insight into my glamorous life but um what i'm trying to say rick is that you know i empathize and um the idea of any small fucking annoying insects right now is enough to piss me off. So thank you for sending that in. Next we have this from Laureline. And she says, Hi Dan and James. I can't recall this song ever being nominated, but a song I truly think belongs on the island is Extremes More Than Words. Now, Laureline, I'm going to tell you in a short while why I'm very happy to hear you say this but i'll read the rest of your email first the song is basically a guy trying to tell his girlfriend that she needs to sleep with him in order to prove that she loves him because saying i love you isn't enough and she has to prove it with more than words looking at the lyrics it's basically a demand of what she can do for him never does he say what he could do I feel nauseated to see couples calling this their tune, basically proving you can sing anything as long as you put an acoustic track to it. Loving the podcast and great to have you back, Laureline. Well, listen, thank you so much for sending that in. Um, you're completely right. It's an awful tune, but it has been mentioned on the pod before because when James started this podcast and I was the very first interviewee, it's the song that I chose because I fucking hate it. So I am very happy to hear you write in about this. Um, in fact, I think maybe in this week's episode, well, in next week's episode of Desert Island Dicks with comedian Ahir Shah, that's not out yet, um, I think I mention it in passing as well as something that just annoys me because it always sounds to me like they're about to wrap it up and then it starts again. It's like really annoying. But I never, I've never listened to the lyrics enough to know that that's what it's about. So that gives it another level of dickishness, in my opinion. So this is very good to know. There's like, it's acoustically, it's sonically irritating. And it's also 
morally not great either so this is good the other thing that i hate is they're called extreme and it's like you don't get to be extreme and sing that kind of shit supposedly anytime you want to come on here and tell me that you hate extremes more than words i am with you because i think it's the worst song in the world and if i was stuck with it on a desert island oh man i just i mean oh i would just be very very upset so thank you for your email Right, now it's time for our regular contribution from James's dad, John Deacon. Now, if you're not familiar, John is our resident historian. He's listened to every episode. He's like a high-end personal shopper. Each week, he sends us his recommendations for past episodes that you should check out in case you've just started listening or you might have missed them or forgotten about them. And he digs through and he lets us know what are worthy, in his opinion, of revisiting and what will suit you to a T. So uh, without further ado, here's John Deacon with his picks for this week. Hi, Dan. Um, yeah, um, had a bit of a crappy week this week weekend should I say and um, uh, listening to uh, Russell Kane's episode on the pod this week really really cheered me up and made me laugh um, now my recommendation for this week is a bit of a bit of a strange one because it's actually for a uh, future episode now I know that you've got a second artist appearing in Soho um, on the 1st of December and Fern Brady now I wasn't really familiar with Fern Brady's stuff, so then again, I, I, I got that up on BBC iPlayer and had a look at it, and um, and uh, I thought that was absolutely brilliant, really hilarious. Um, so, um, yeah, a bit of a strange one this week, but my recommendations for this week, or recommendation for this week, is a future episode, and that is with the very funny Fern Brady. Um, speak to you next week, Dan. Cheers, mate. Bye. So there you go. Thank you, John, very much as always. Um, yeah, as he said there, the Deacon household have had some sad news in the last week. So um, all our love to them right now. But it's lovely to think that this podcast can bring some joy to people, even when we're sat here talking about stuff that we hate and ranting on a bit. You know, I've had a few bits of correspondence since starting this saying that this can be a welcome distraction. Um, you know, when people are having a bad time. And that means a, a lot to me because, you know, I've had a pretty mad year of it as well without going into details. And, you know, God, haven't we all over the last year for various reasons? So a big shout out to all of you because I like to think despite our ranty overtones, we do want this to be a fun, positive listening experience. So if it's a nice thing for you, then that makes us really happy. And um, yeah, just lots of love to everyone and to the Deacon household. That said... Let's get back to slagging off things we hate, shall we? Because that really is our raison d'etre on this podcast. Um, this one, let me open my phone for this because this one comes on our Instagram from Pauline Mason. And she says, yay, love this podcast. It's the happiest whinge bag session ever. Totally love it. Okay, this is a great list here. She says, Tony Blair, my ex's mum, the evil woman head teacher from Harry Potter, watermelon, Ugh. Amaretto, vomiting emoji symbol, the theme from Friends, Independence Day and mosquitoes, in case you were wondering. We were wondering, Pauline, and we're happy for your submission. Thank you. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go 
to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. Um, right, let's start from the top, shall we? Tony Blair. Yeah, I mean, if you want to hear someone eloquently slagging off Tony Blair, you should listen to Beardy Man's episode, because he actually met him once at a dinner and uh, managed to sort of have a go at him about Iraq, uh, which is quite enjoyable. The thing that annoys me most about Tony Blair these days, I mean, apart from all the shit that he got up to in the time, is when he still pops up now and again and goes, oh, here's what I think about everything. It's like, sod off, Tony. You had your time. You invaded Iraq illegally. I think you don't get to pop up now and, and tell us, you know, how we should all be doing. Um, my ex's mum. I mean, I don't know your ex or his mum or her mum, their mum. Uh, but, yeah, I don't know. I mean, ex's parents, that's a tricky thing, isn't it? I mean, I don't think I've ever had an ex where I've had to keep in touch with them or their parents so I've been spared by it but if I did have to keep in touch with them that would be annoying maybe you don't keep in touch with them but they can still be a pain in the ass, can't they uh, just even thinking about them being really difficult at the time and it's an annoying thing to navigate um do 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 the evil woman head teacher from Harry Potter I'm really not a fay with the Harry Potter films but she sounds like a bitch so let's put her on the island watermelon Ugh, she says i like watermelon i think watermelon's good i don't like regular melon controversial i don't know watermelon's one of those things i thought everyone liked but then my son doesn't like it and it turns out i was wrong watermelon would be good on an island though because it's full of water but um look you know you don't like it you don't like it it, it bad watermelon can uh, be a bit mushy and f- sort of like what's the word like yeah i guess mushy and sort of a bit sort of furry almost, a bit sort of fluffy, you know, when it's not crisp and nice, so I guess it is bad. Amaretto, yep. I once uh, lived with a very good friend of mine, and um, he was going through a breakup, and he sort of had gone off to have one of those awful, long, painful chats that you have with your with your partner when you're breaking up with them, you know, and it just goes on for hours and hours, and it's awful, and you feel like it's never going to end. And he came back home, and he was really upset, and he did that like characteristic thing of coming in and pouring himself a stiff drink and sort of trying to get his head together. But the only strong drink we had in the house for some reason was amaretto, which kind of was at odds with this sort of guy on the rocks sort of trying to sort out this breakup. And it's like, he kind of should be a scotch or something, but um, it's amaretto. But, you know, fucking any port in a storm, you know? Um, the theme from Friends, she goes on to say. The theme from Friends, this is a great one because... I might have said this a few times in the podcast, I can't remember. The theme from Friends, one thing that I always think is amazing about it, is that it's so hard to remember that that's actually... That was written as a real song and became a theme tune. Like, that wasn't one of those things that's like, oh, this was just written for the theme tune. Like, the Rembrandts who wrote that, they wrote that thinking, this is a good tune, this will get us in the charts. Like, that's the music they wanted to make as musicians... They wanted to make that, and then it got picked up and used as a theme tune for Friends. But fucking hell, that's a bad tune. Bad tune. I know a lot of people hate Friends. I really like it because I feel like it's sort of like, you know, it's just like a sedative. I really find it so calming. And um, But even when it's on and I'm really hungover, which I think is like the prime, prime setting for it... Um, I have to skip the introduction because I hate it so much. I'm probably going to get gunned now from loads of people who hate Friends. But look, 
I'm certainly not infallible. I can be a dick as much as the next man. Independence Day. Independence Day, I think... I can't remember much about it. I remember Will Smith, like, punches an alien, doesn't he? He's like, he flies... He's having like a sort of air battle with an alien in the spaceship and he's in his plane and he punches the alien and then he has a cigar because like, yeah, punch that which is different to you and then smoke a big phallic object. That's how I want to be. Yeah, I just remember like America saved the day again, which just felt a bit annoying. But I guess it was called Independence Day. Um, and then mosquitoes. Yeah, so I mean, you know, before we've had, we've had um, midges and I guess that's kind of the... Same thing, but mosquitoes, yeah, they're fucking dicks. And, you know, and they like one of those things, they're like the smallest animal that kills the most people because of malaria and stuff. Just unnecessary. I hate them. We all hate them. They get, they make that sound in your ear, you know, when you're sleeping. They kind of do that, like right into your, ugh, fucking dicks. Now, we've got one last one here, and this is uh, from a returning uh, listener. This is from Nandy, who's our 12-year-old listener who got in touch last week. And he says, hello, your loyal, sweary young listener is back. That's what I, that's what I called him last week, because he's young, and as you'll find out, he's sweary. Uh, here are some more dicks for the dick overlords. One, hypocrites. And he says in brackets, this was composed and arranged by my brother Charlie. Uh, none of my help. Charlie, I think, seem to remember was 10 years old, so is even younger. So he says hypocrites is his pick then. Uh, these are the biggest hypocrites. Come on, eat your food. What the fuck, hypocrite? You haven't touched your food. And then comes the most prickish sentence. I'm just a slow eater. Turns out he just waits till everyone's left the table, eats one bite, and then sneaks to the kitchen, leaves the full plate there, knowing the whole family is watching TV or something else. And at one point, no one gives a fuck what the hypocrite is doing because they think they're better than everyone else. Wow, that's a... I mean, I don't want to sound patronising. That's a real, like young person struggle you know like i think as you get older i'm always having to tell my son to eat quicker because he takes you know like 45 minutes to eat a piece of toast but he is four and i just eat everything really quickly because i'm hungry and tired um yeah so i guess as an adult i haven't had that a lot but yeah it probably is really annoying when you're young and people are telling you to eat your food all the time but kids are fucking slow at eating um but you know I guess at least I'm eating quickly. So, yeah, if they're not eating and they're telling you to eat up, then, you know, I get it. There is hypocrisy there. Uh, this one is from me, says Nandy. Film dick. Shark tail. One time when I was young, my mum had stayed up all night doing work. In the morning, she took a long nap. Before that, she picked us a film and we had to watch it. It just had to be Shark Tale. Stupidest, most pointless film ever. It's just shit and there's no fucking other way of saying it. Shark Tale. Let me Google this. Oh, okay. So I remember this one. I haven't seen it, but I recognise the images. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, I think... I, it's, you know what, Nanny? It's hard for me to sympathise in this because you said that your mum was up all night working. So I'm kind of thinking in that situation, she probably just picked the longest film she could find so that she could get some sleep, I reckon. Um, I don't know. I mean, generally animated films these days, I reckon they're pretty good, most of them. I occasionally have to watch some total shit. But um, yeah, Shark Tale, I don't remember it. But 
Yeah, as I say, I think my sympathy goes to your mum in this situation for working really hard. Okay, number three says, this person comes from my class. Okay, now he has put his his name, but then he emailed me again to say, don't actually say his name. He says, "Um, he's that kind of person who thinks they have more authority over everyone else. This kid always argues with the teacher and is surprised when he gets a detention. I mean, what the fuck? Um, Yeah, uh... Well, I, yeah, we all have to deal with people in our classes that are dicks. And then when you're not in school anymore, you have to deal with people in the office. Luckily, I work from home these days, so I don't. But, you know, still, it's that same thing, isn't it? When you've just got to share an intimate space that you can't leave with someone who's just fucking annoying and won't wind their neck in. I get it. Yeah, he's a dick. And I can see his name. So I know who's a dick, but I'm not going to tell the rest of them. But anyway, the guy in your class, he's a dick, and you don't want to be stuck with him on the island. He says, anyway, have a nice day, and I hope James comes back soon. I hope James comes back soon too, and he will, uh, I think, next week probably. But for now, it's just me, and anyway... That's it for Compact Dicks this week. So thank you, everyone, for getting in touch. Just to let you know again, as I said before, you can get in touch. You can have your say. Dickspod.com slash contact to leave us a nice email like that. Or you can do a more succinct one if you want. Slide into our DMs on Twitter and Instagram at Dickspod. And, um, yeah, so just once more before I go, please do go and check out our tickets for our live show with Fern Brady and Stephen K. Amos. I'm really, really excited and uh, I just want to pack them out because I think it'll be fun to have all of us in a room after, well, I was going to say after so long. I mean, James did do a live show with Tom Allen uh, like Christmas, what, 2018, I guess now? I'm losing track of the years. But it was so much fun. And so uh, now it's my turn. I can't wait. And um, I think it will just be a lovely pre-Christmassy dickish time. I'm tired and it's getting late and I need to put this up on the internet. So I'm going to go now. But uh, thank you for listening. Uh, We'll be back on Monday with a new episode featuring the very funny comedian Ahir Shah. You heard it here first. So, uh, yeah, thank you for listening. And... Bye.